At Link Humans, we've spoken to countless HR leaders from around the world, all trying to measure employer brand. The Employer Brand Index is used by GE and Unilever on a quarterly basis to uncover and measure their reputation as an employer. With a final score, they can track over time to see how things are changing. We look at what candidates, employees, and alumni say about your organization in an employment context. If you're looking to research your employer reputation, or if you're developing an EVP, this would be the perfect time to create your Employer Brand Index Baseline. You'll get a full report of insights and recommendations that you can use to improve your employer brand over time. Head over to employerbrandindex.co and start measuring. Hey, sans vaisan. Guess what? It's time for the Employer Branding Podcast by Link Humans, London's Employer Branding Agency. So my name is Jürgen Sundberg and I am your host. Yay. And how's my hair looking today? Oh, thank you. That's very kind because today we're talking to the world's largest and fastest growing salon brand. So this company has more than 4,000 salons throughout North America and all of them are owned by franchisees. So that makes them the employer brand function rather interesting, I think. So today's interview is going to be great. Let's start this show. Hey, Jared, how's it going? Great, how are you doing? Yeah, really, really good, thank you. So, um, welcome to the podcast. Please tell our listeners who you are and uh, what you do. Yeah, so I work for Grey Clips Incorporated, uh, which is a hair care brand in North America. We have got salons in the United States and Canada. Um, interestingly enough, we're actually the largest hair care brand in North America because of the sheer volume of salons that we have. But we're, uh, we're a franchise organization, so we are 100% franchised, which means we don't own any of the salons and as a company we have about 250 employees but we have a very 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 big brand we've got 1200 franchisees um, that operate like i said 4400 salons and employ almost 40,000 stylists in both the u.s wow. and canada so and my team is really responsible for serving as consultants for our franchisees we are we are not the employer but we have a stake in the employer brand because it also includes our company in that employer brand. And then we provide all the tools and the resources and uh, even the technology for our franchisees to be able to staff their salons. Um, and we do that as a way of not having every franchisee do their own thing, which would be a little bit chaotic. So we try to try to really bring it all together under one umbrella. Right. And that's interesting. So the, from the employee or the candidate's perspective, do they feel that they work for Great Clips or do they feel that they work for Franchise A or B? Yeah, they definitely feel like they work for Franchise A or Franchise B because we make it very clear that they're part of a brand. And that's really important because we don't want them to be confused about that. They have to know that they work for a franchisee and they even tell us in their feedback and even in the brand overall, when we talk about the EVP, they tell us that that's important to them and they actually feel that and that's um, who we are as a company. What's the uh, talent challenge for the company as a whole? Well, probably like many companies out there with unemployment at uh, a 50-year low here in the United States, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's low in Canada as well. There are not enough stylists to work all of the 
open jobs for all of the different companies out there. So it's highly competitive. They need to make sure that they get their unfair share of that talent and that they can capture all of the customer demand based on the number of stylists that they have on the floor. It's a service industry and a haircut takes about 15 minutes. Not like a subway where if they're short staffed, you got to wait a couple more minutes to get the sandwich. I mean, we're talking that like, their weights could go up 15 minutes, half hour, even an hour or so. For our franchisees, it's really important to have optimally staffed salons to service the customers that they have. And uh, what's the hardest role to fill? Is it the, the really senior stylist? Yeah, it's pretty much any stylist. Our franchisees have stylists that have worked for them for a very short time, all the way up to 20 plus 30 years. A typical salon typically has one manager, maybe a, a few assistant managers, and then five or six more stylists. There's about 10 people in the building itself, in the salon itself. And so all of those positions are almost equally hard to fill. But I would say, like you said, like those senior stylists or even those assistant ones that are ready to be assistant manager or even a salon manager is really hard because it's, you got to make sure you have the right talent to lead a team and your best stylist isn't necessarily going to be your best manager. So, so making sure you have that talent is, is a challenge. Talk to us about your employer brand strategy to uh, overcome these challenges. Well, first we want to make it really simple for our franchisees because they are doing the recruiting and they, for the most part, are executing so much of the employer brand strategy. Like I said, we give them the tools, the technology and all the resources, and then it's it's really up to them. So our mm. strategy really starts with what we provide from a technology perspective. Our brand lives on our career site. It lives in our advertising that we do on behalf of the entire system, as well as job boards. And then we give it to franchisees and we try to make it really easy for them. So we give them a strategy to recruit in three different places. We say recruiting cosmetology schools, which is fairly unique to our business. Not many other companies are recruiting cosmetology schools. It's And it's nothing like business schools. So it's very interesting. We tell them to recruit in their salons and communities. And that's everything from the brand that they have in their salons that attracts referrals or friends of friends or other types of community events that they're involved in, like hair shows and things like that. And then we also um, have them do some of that online. So the third space is in the digital realm, which my team mostly takes care of the majority of that from all of the different strategies we deploy in the digital space. Our goal is for franchisees to basically match the candidate where they are at in their journey. And our employer brand is how we do that. We first grab their attentions. We do a lot of advertising that does that and builds awareness of who Great Clips is. That's really the, I know who Great Clips is. And then we move them into the, I like Great Clips. And that's where we say that second level is engagement. And engagement is getting people involved in our content so that they can do one of two things. So they can either form their perception of great clips or change their perception of great clips, which is in a lot of cases what we're doing. And then we help our franchisees have the tools and resources to really build relationships with the candidates that uh, that are now starting to like them. And that's where we say they now trust. And so our franchisees become that go-to connection when it's time for them to look for a new job. Three locations, cosmetology schools, online, digital, and in their salons and community. And we build them or we have them go through the steps of recruitment, which is awareness, engagement, and then into relationships. At what point does uh, your responsibility end and the franchisee, whether they pick it up? 
we really start to exit after someone in that engagement, but for sure in the relationship building. My team, we don't build relationships with any of these stylists, except for maybe a little bit relationship digitally, whether that's through social or email. But really, the yeah. franchisees have to build that pipeline themselves and really have that relationship. So we provide the most in advertising, then some of the engagement, and then we really step out when it comes to the relationship building. Talk to us about your uh, your EVP. I know you're doing a bit of work on it at the moment, but what is it and where, where do you think it's going? Well, our EVP was based on some data that we did with, or some research that we did with stylists within our system a few years ago. And there's really four main pillars to our EVP and why stylists choose Grey Eclipse as a place of employment. The first one is creativity. This is a very creative field, very creative industry. And our salons really allow stylists to really shine and be creative and showcase that creativity. The second one is development. We provide some of the best developments in the industry. Stylists want to stay on top of their skills. Hair care trends are changing all of the time. So they want to make sure that they are on top of those trends and, and how to execute them in the salons. Um, the third thing that they told us was they loved being a part of the family. And this is what I was really alluding to earlier when I said they really recognize that the franchisee is their owner. And in fact, they use the word family. And you don't really see that when you have a really big brand that's a corporate-led brand. Employees really feel part of that that company, but not necessarily have that small company feel that our franchisees are able to do. And you can only really do that in a franchise business. We couple family with teamwork a little bit uh, because it sounds a little, a little less intimate. So we, we, we use those a little bit interchangeably. And then the fourth thing is really around our model. And our model is the ability for stylists to make a living very quickly once they get their license, because they don't have to go to a full service salon or rent a booth and build their own clientele. We have customers, steady flow of customers that really allow them to make money. So that model is very good for stylists who need cash flow right away, especially after graduating from cosmetology school and getting their license. So that's what our EVP is based on. We are in a project right now to reevaluate that. I don't think it will change drastically. It might tweak a little bit and we might get a little bit more. We, we might bring it all together under a, you know some more common language that helps us uh, be able to speak to them more clearly with our candidates. And is there a, an overall tagline or essence that you use? We don't. And that's actually one thing that we are looking at with our new EVP likely will have an over an overarching tagline. The previous EVP or current EVP, there's a number of different taglines that we use. A lot of them focus on play on words with our, with the word great, because that's who we are. We're great clips and we don't, we can't even use, say the word fantastic or super around here because those are our competitors. So we, so, you know, a primary tagline right now, if I had to choose one would be great is who we are and what we do. So it's all around really trying to amp our brand up into what we do and really raise the perception of the stylists at Great Clips. How do you uh, go about activating the EVP or just the employer brand in, in general? So we have two different individuals on our team that really focus on the system-wide activation of that brand. And so we have a social strategy that is on a number of our sites. Uh, so Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We even do Pinterest because Pinterest is a place where stylists go to get inspiration for haircuts and updos and things like that. So we actually have a, a Pinterest page. We're trying to meet them where they are, especially on a, on a social platform. Um, and we have some unique hashtags that we use, primarily Great Clips Life and also Stylisthood, which is a made up word that's actually part of our current brand to really give that sense of community to our stylists. 
once we build that social strategy from there, it's getting our franchisees and all of the stylists involved in that. So that's where we really promote the activation and the use of those hashtags, sharing our content, sharing our videos. We've, we've had a number of different videos that we've put together that are um, some pretty robust testimonial videos. We, we try to get people really involved in social. Uh, we also do email marketing and with email marketing, we do system wide marketing, but if we get local stories, we have also in the past done some local marketing where we are showcasing local content to people in those communities to just help bring a little bit more relevancy um, to, to what we do in those communities. We also do what you would expect as, uh, as far as job boards. Uh, we do a lot of advertising on job boards and we use our brand for that. We try to get you off of those job boards and onto our content as quickly as we possibly can. Um, and then we also do a lot of awareness. And so awareness, our advertising in either social media, geo-targeting advertising, or even like 360 type advertising or remarketing type advertising. So we, we're doing all of uh, that and social ads. So we do a lot at the system level. And then again, we really encourage our franchisees to augment that with their own strategies on a local basis or for their own salons if they need it. And uh, let me pick um, one of the things you mentioned there, which is uh, email marketing. So how does that go about? Who are you, are you emailing? Is it people who have applied in the past to sort of reignite their interest? Um, so our talent community is really made up of, we have about 300, almost 300,000 stylists that are part of that community. And that includes anyone who submits their interest on our career site. We don't have an application on our career site because we're not the employer, but they can submit interest in working at a salon and we'll get that to the franchisee. So it includes those people. It also includes anyone who just comes to our career site and generally signs up for our talent community or anyone who signs up at one of our events, like a hair show, for instance, or an event that a franchisee might be doing in a cosmetology school. Um, and it also includes anyone who applies for a scholarship for um, through Great Clip. So that talent community is pretty robust. And so that's the email that we're uh, email marketing or who we're, who we're marketing to. And typically we do that uh, about once a month and we call it the stylist hood. So it's like a newsletter that comes out and showcases different content, always showcases different jobs and things like that. And uh, how do you go about measuring ROI or success? What sort of metrics do you use? Most everyone who probably listens to this podcast would tell you that measuring ROI on employer brand is really, really difficult. And so I think you just have to kind of pick your stake in what you want to measure and, and really look at how it changes over time. We do look at our Glassdoor ratings and compared to our competitors, we look at Indeed ratings as well. But one of our new ways that we really like to, to try to get some measurement is by having a survey on our career site. So we do that through our career site through a third party. And that survey does a couple of different things. It, it really measures when they're coming to our career site, are they getting the information that they need? So giving us feedback on our career site. It also gives feedback on the perceptions of great clips. And one of the questions that I love on there is when a candidate comes to our career site, it asks them, where is great clips in your mind or ranking as a place of employment? And so it will say it's my first choice or it's in my top 10 or one of many or a last resort. And right now, we have about 40% that say that Great Clips was their first choice. So now as we look at evolving our brand, the goal is going to be that we're increasing those individuals. Because in, in our business, if we don't offer a job and get that candidate right away, they've got three or four other offers in the same day. And we have stylists that don't show up for interviews. They don't show up for their first day. And we believe that's because Great Clips wasn't number one on their list. Someplace else was. And so that's where they went. And so our goal is to make Great Clips number one so that they don't turn down the interview 
you for great clips or they don't turn down the offer for great clips. So that's one new way that we're, that we're measuring is, is that survey right on our site. And uh, what would be your top tips to uh, employ brand professionals listening to this right now? My first tip is don't get intimidated. Just start small, start doing something, whether that's set up your social strategy or if you have a CRM, start some, some email marketing, just start something because you can build on it from there and it will also help get your brand strategy to be across multiple different platforms because you want to be able to reach as many people as you can. Some are going to have more reaction to email, some more to social. So, so just start. Don't get intimidated, just start something. Um, the other thing that I would say is build a calendar. You want to go out a little bit so that if you're sitting in it one day and you don't have a calendar built out for what content you're going to have this week or next week, you can get into a little bit of panic mode or you can also get in, into this habit of not sharing anything and then your brand's not engaging because you're not sharing often enough or, or really connecting people back to content. So I build a, a content calendar that gets you, even if it's one month or two months, but just don't ignore it. Just keep always thinking about what's next and what content do we need to really start getting out there? Um, the third thing that I would say is uh, tell stories. Uh, storytelling is a great way to connect with job candidates. And you can do that in your videos. You can do it in email. You can do it on socials. Share the stories that are going to really help people connect with who you are as a brand. So get rid of any corporate speak that you can and just be real and authentic as possible and have the people who work in your company, have them share the stories because they're the real people that work for the brand and they're, they're going to be the face of the brand. So tell stories. You'd mentioned before the call that you had a pitfall to avoid as well. One of the biggest pitfalls is not partnering across the organization, whether that's with marketing or legal or both. The reason being is you just want to make sure that the messaging that you're sharing, not that you need approval from marketing. I'm not suggesting that. What I'm suggesting though is that there is such a synergy between the consumer brand and the employer brand. And so you want to make sure that you are on the same page with the team who's responsible for the consumer brand so that you're working together. And now we're in this position now where our, um, our marketing team will shoot us content over all the time and say, hey, we're using this for consumers, but there's a, an employer brand perspective here because this story is about a stylist or whatever the case is. So just don't forget to partner with those individuals because it will, it will help you in the long run. Right. So if uh, our listeners want to check out great clips and uh, maybe book an appointment or uh, learn more about your employer brand, where can they do that? And also where can they find yourself on uh, social media? First, to check out Great Clips and who we are, or to check in online, because you don't need an appointment, but you can check in online to get your place in line and get to a Great Clips for, for a really great value haircut. You would just go to greatclips.com, and then our career site is greatclipscareers.com. So that's where you can see our brand come to life and get involved in our either our social or email. You can actually see our social feeds come right onto our career site on a page called Life at Great Clips. So you can easily go there and see how our brand is being activated there. The best place to find me is on LinkedIn at uh, Jared Niepen and uh, I look forward to connecting. Thank you so much for your time today, Jared. Absolutely, my pleasure. Okay, there you have it. So if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you thank Jared, first of all. Second of all, feel free to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud and other places. And if you really like the podcast, you can feel even freer 
to leave a review. Just an honest review on any of those platforms would be it would be great for us to be discovered for more people like yourself. And also, if you're interested in measuring and understanding uh, your employer brand, your organization's employer brand, I should say, then feel free to check out employerbrandindex.co. So the employer brand index is our way of measuring an organization's uh, reputation as an employer. And uh, feel free to ping me at jorgenadlinkhumans.com in case you'd like me to talk to you through that or any other questions. And that is it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in and catch you next time. Hey, uh, What do you call a frog who is broke down on the side of the road? Toad. <laughs> <laughs>